by having one specific client avatar that you mainly work with. And now you can have some other ones, right? But the majority of your clients should be, should fall within this core group based on the demographics that we mentioned and the psychographics. They should all have a lot in common. And in, in meetups and, and group calls, you know, everybody, everybody feels at home and welcome. Get ready for the Ubuntu Coaching Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Ubuntu Coaching Podcast, episode number two coming at you today. And I have a few improvements, mostly on the audio quality. So I realized when I listened back to the episode, it sounded like I recorded it on my phone, not even with headphones, which is weird because I'm using one of the most expensive mics in the industry. It's the Blue Yeti, but I realized it was too far from my face. So it's really close for anyone watching on YouTube. It's like two centimeters from my face. And also I realized I breathe really heavily in between sentences like that. So I'm going to try to remove them as best as possible. But if I do and it's annoying, I'm sorry, I'm working on it. It's really hot today and I'm exhausted from a a tough week. So I'm going to have to take some gasps. Anyway, let's dive in to the podcast today where I'm going to touch on three things you absolutely need to have formulated, if not polished, before launching your coaching business. Similar to last week though, if you are already active as a coach and you haven't done these things or reflected on them, that's perfectly fine. You don't have to go back to the drawing board, but going through this process and reflecting on them using the free resource I have in the description will radically improve your business, your chances of signing clients and increasing exposure and the service that you ultimately provide to those who have bought in. Okay, so Without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Okay, number one, your ideal client avatar. You have to have formulated the person, the ideal person or client that you want to attract. Now, some coaches or people who mentor coaches will tell you this needs to be stupidly specific. I'm not of that belief. Sometimes I'm scrolling social media and I'll see in people's bios, I coach middle-aged men between the ages of 44 and 45 who make $67,000 a year, have three kids, one named Paul, and use my fitness pal to track. (laughs) No, they're never that specific, but you know what I'm saying, right? You don't need to get that picky because that's really going to limit who you work with. Instead, you're going to use two overarching categories to define your ideal clients. And when I say the word avatar, That's a business term or a business development term. So in my master's, as part of the study, an elective was we could go into an employment, sorry, a entrepreneurial hub and develop a business idea. All right. It's funny. We called ours Humokines and it was like a nutrition education platform. Humokines coming from the term cytokines because we saw ourselves as human messengers which was pretty cool actually. But anyway, avatar was something we had to spend a lot of time on and that was defining your ideal customer. Okay, so all businesses in the startup phase will go through this process and it's important for us as online coaches as well. The two categories you wanna look at are obviously demographics, number one. So age, sex or gender, income level, goals. And then number two, psychographics, 
or psychometrics, you could call them. This is where you go into the psychology and this is going to shape your social media, the language you use, the tone, and some of your philosophy, right? Going back to last week's episode. The psychographics, these are things like triggers, pinch points, challenges, the values of your your client. A really good example to use here are individuals who have experience working with someone, but they had to track and they were on very aggressive diets and now they're basically allergic to dieting. And so let's say you're a habit-based coach or a non-dieting coach, your values as a non-dieting coach are really going to resonate with that client. That's one of their values. They want to go about a health journey without the need to rigorously track or cut calories aggressively. This is really important to incorporate into your, your social media language and any videos you do and your conversations with people. You want to basically imagine you're speaking to them in all of this content you're generating. Now, the benefits of doing this, shaping your ideal client's avatar, are plentiful. I'm going to go through the two main ones, though. Number one, your social media targeting and advertising can be very, very directed. Okay, and yes, this is going to increase your likelihood of signing people and attracting them towards you, but it's also going to make your job easier. How many times have we sat down on Canva and thinking, what the hell am I going to post today? Scrolling journals or scrolling news or scrolling other social media pages and and trying to get inspiration. But what if you could sit down and you already know who you're speaking to and what goals you're trying to provide information around? For example, you're speaking to women middle-aged women, and you're speaking about overcoming plateaus. So let's say you're a coach who, you know, you're working with people who have a couple of extra pounds they want to lose, but they've dieted for so long that you're going to help them to, you know, get into that reverse phase where they build up their maintenance calories and then go back into a, uh, a deficit at a higher number. So there's a bunch of questions you can answer around that. And so every time you sit down on Canva, you have a pretty good idea of what you're going to write about or you're going to share or make into a social media post. So I look at it as, yes, you're going to attract people from your niche avatar, but you're also going to make your job easier because social media can be exhausting. And the most exhausting part of social media for me in my five plus years of posting on Instagram is coming up with the ideas to post. Once I have an idea, I'll make content. I'll work hard for an hour or two every single day on it. But coming up with the ideas that you feel aren't repetitive and are original and are actually going to help, that's the, for me, it's the biggest challenge. And I'm sure you guys can, uh, can appreciate that. Just as a little plug, I'm currently developing a page on the Ubuntu Nutrition website, which I believe is going to be free. You don't even have to be a subscriber to access, but it's going to be thousands and thousands of social media post ideas specific ideas and topics separated into different categories, weight loss, muscle gain, dieting, supplements, etc. Okay, so keep an eye out for that. The second benefit of shaping and identifying your ideal client avatar is streamlined and better interaction with your clients. Let me talk about this. If you in your process, which we're going to get to next, if you provide group meetups, 
if you provide you know uh, FAQ sheets or like uh, common questions or common challenges, uh, which I recommend you should, right? So when you sign a client or halfway through their process, you should send them you know a sheet or a video of you going through common challenges and your response or solutions to those challenges. That will really help them feel like they're not the odd one out or they're failing at their their diet or their plan. Okay, so basically I call it like troubleshooting. But all of those resources, the client group meetups, um, calls, they can all be targeted. Okay, so I've had, more recently, I work with active individuals as an example, right? Uh, Athletes, elite athletes, yes, but mostly just highly active individuals who aren't necessarily elite or professional, but just engage in a sport and they do competitions every now and then. So I have regular meetups. When I meet up, I'm confident that when there's a question around, let's say, fueling for a competition day, I know that when I'm answering that and giving recommendations around it, it's hitting a lot of, most if not all of the people because they've been in that situation before or they're planning to be in one. Whereas if you have a bunch of clients, you know, some people are overweight and they're trying to lose some body fat. Some people are very fit and they're just trying to improve their strength levels in the gym and just get that extra five to 10% of the way there. And then you have active individuals who engage in a sport and want to improve their performance. If you have all three of those in one call and you're trying to make resources to hand out to them, you're tripling your workload. And in the call, you're answering questions for one group and the other two are feeling kind of alienated and left out. So by having one specific client avatar that you mainly work with, and now you can have some other ones, right? But the majority of your clients should be should fall within this core group based on the demographics that we mentioned and the psychographics. They should all have a lot in common so that you can streamline the content you're producing for them, the educational resources, and in, in meetups and, and group calls, you know, everybody, everybody feels at home and welcome. Okay, number two. I'm looking here at my notes for anyone on YouTube. That's the tough thing about doing video. I have to uh, be very discreet with looking at my notes, but nobody can record a full podcast without having to have some prompts. Anyway, number two is your process, okay? This is a quite broad term and there's going to be plenty of episodes here about the specifics, but this encapsulates your onboarding. Do you do a free discovery call? Do you do an initial consultation? Do you send them a detailed questionnaire? Um, Are there videos that you have in your onboarding? Then to your check-in process, do you do live calls? Do you use Loom to send videos, pre-recorded videos back and forth? Do you just use messaging? Which I recommend against unless you have a very low price point right or you're doing a group coaching style and then the offboarding the actual programs the hard programs that you're sending them do you use excel do you use canva to develop a really nice pdf guys the most common question that i get in my discovery calls i've probably over the past year i've probably done at least at least 50 if not 70 you know initial discovery calls. A lot of clients don't need them, but some do. The most common question I get without a shadow of a doubt is, so what is the nutrition program that I'm getting? Like, what do I actually get? A lot of people are very, very interested in that because they kind of want a meal plan. A lot of people want a meal plan. 
So you have to be able to go right into that answer and tell them what is actually in the program. For example, do they get their macro targets? Do they get a hand portion guide? Do they get habits? Do they get recipes? So you need to explain that, okay? And you need to have that process down pat. You don't have to have it fully polished because for me, I have the pillars of my process and then I adjust it based on who I know I'm talking to, okay? Now, again, who you're talking to, they shouldn't be from all different walks of life. They should fall within one group, but you're obviously going to have variation and differences in the people. So you want to have a really good idea of what your process is because if someone is tentative about working with someone and you do get them to hop on you know, a discovery call, they need to hear confidence in your process. And by exuding confidence in your process, it provides them with the assurance that it will get them their results. It's worked in the past. This is my process. Boom, 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 boom. It's worked for hundreds of clients in the past or 20 clients in the past. It gets you the results you need. If they come on a discovery call and you're saying, yeah, well, we could do tracking or um, what do you want in the nutrition program? What would you want? Now, actually, I think that's a really good question to ask people, and I always ask it. What can I help you with? But that's very different. You don't want to be on a call saying, um, well, how, how can I best help you? Do you want a food plan or do you want a habit plan? You should have your pillars of your process down so you can just roll through them. And the people are like, okay, wow, this is pretty um, seamless. All I have to do is sign up and these things are just going to start coming at me. These steps, I'm going to get an email with this. I'm going to get, you know, a program. And then he's going to, or she's going to message me every week and ask me for my, you know, when's best to call or um, for my voice message or my video message. Okay. So you want to have them at least formulated and the pillars down. Okay. Number three, your pricing and your packaging. This is huge. And a lot of coaches don't want to talk too much about it. If you're like me and you are in this field, your core motivation for being in this field is because you fucking love nutrition. Actually, I think it's safe to say 99% of people are in this field because they want to help people because notoriously coaching online is not a hugely lucrative proposition. Now, this podcast is here to help you guys make as much money as you can. But we didn't study nutrition to go into jobs that pay us millions of dollars a year, right? There's other professions that promise that. You need to be comfortable talking about money. And this comes down to the psychology of negotiation. The more comfortable you are talking about money, the less awkward it's going to be. Let me use a really off-beat example for this. For anyone who works with female clients... Okay, and female clients who haven't gone through menopause and they regularly experience their period. When you're starting off, that can be a really awkward discussion, right? I've listened to many podcasts with dietitians, well-respected dietitians, um, and I've listened to lectures actually by prominent researchers in the area about working with female athletes and individuals where you need to have this conversation. The best way to go about it is to just go right into it. If you are awkward about bringing up the topic, your client, the person on the other end, is going to be more awkward and uncomfortable 
because they feel your discomfort. But if you roll right into it, they're going to be okay with it because they're, they're seeing, oh, this is something that I don't need to be awkward about. It's something we talk about. Okay. And anyone who has talked to a sales rep on the phone with anything and they quickly bring up the price and they just flow through that, think back on your exchanges with sales reps. It doesn't feel too weird, right? But if you're talking with someone and price never comes up and then you finish a phone call and you've never touched on the price, you're kind of getting worried that it's really expensive or like, why didn't they talk about how much it is? Okay, so that's my first tip. Mention the price on the call. That's important, guys. And I still to this day will forget to do that or I'll just be, oh, I don't want to talk about money and I'll just leave it off and I'll, I'll email it to them instead. But again, when you email it or you message it or you send it later, people get the sense that you don't even feel you're worth that because you were too afraid to bring it up on the phone. Don't start with it for sure. Don't start with it. Tell them the values of the process. Tell them what you're going to give them. Tell them what they're going to gain. Talk about the results and the journey, the improved literacy, the knowledge, the tools, the habits, and then say the price and don't say any more. Okay, this is something I learned from my girlfriend who is does a lot of reading around negotiation. If you try to talk a lot after saying the price, it diminishes your belief in that price. You know what I mean? Okay, my coaching is $500 a month, um, but it's really good. You're going to get tons of value. You're going to get a bunch of check-ins. I'm going to give you so many resources. It's going to be amazing. And other, other coaches in the area, they charge more than that. People are, are going to sense that angst, that anxiety around it, right? That you're trying to upsell it. But instead, if you say, yeah, it's $500. Number one, it's indifference. Okay, I was in a, a seminar recently by a uh, kind of famous... Um, salesman and he's big on social media it's the funny salesman and him and his uh partner they were talking about say the price and just leave it at that okay that indifference they sense that indifference and they say oh okay well this is their price it's not changing they feel that's you know it's worth it and they probably have a lot of other people trying to buy in so yeah i'm i'm down but if you're trying to upsell it, they're probably like, oh, okay, number one, you know, he's pretty or she's pretty desperate to work with me. And then number two, there's probably some wiggle room in this price and they'll try to beat you down. And you don't want that. You really don't want that because guys, we're all busting our ass for our clients. We are busting our ass. Pay us for the work that we do. Okay. That's really big. Don't discount your price because you're discounting your education. You're discounting the journey that you've undertaken to get here, which is a long one, I'm sure. So come up with your packages. And uh, one tip I have here is to not have too many. If you have too many, this is just coming down to the psychology of sales. If you have too many packages, it's too many decisions for people to make. Decision fatigue sets in. If you have one, two, or three, that's good. You know, different tiers, different durations. Don't have like nine different packages because they're not even going to know where to start. They're not even going to know what the difference is between A, B, or C. So have a couple of tiers and different price points. Guys, that is the episode. It's saying 20, minute here, 20 minutes here on my watch. So I went slightly over. Hopefully that's valuable. Sorry about any mess ups. I'm getting better. 
but I'm just going to put this out there. I'm not really going to edit it too much. And if you have any follow-up questions, please do let me know. Down in the uh, description, there's a little resource to help you go through this process and to establish or polish these three things in your coaching business. And lastly, I just want to plug really quickly Ubuntu Nutrition. So that is our online coaching service where not a coaching service, a service for coaches where we provide white label content and assets for you to use with your clients. And so every month we have a pack of PDF guides, two articles that I write myself, highly scientific. But what I do is I write them so that they're really basic and all your clients can understand them. Then what I do is I make six one-page fact sheets, breaking down this information into like five steps. Okay, so for example, if you know the, the article is about fat loss, the principles of fat loss, then I'll have a fact sheet, five strategies for successful fat loss. And it is with the intent that your clients can take these and post them on their fridge, print them off and put it in their, um, their cubby at work. And then I also provide six carousels with this information, like social media carousels along with 15 infograph, like one page social media posts. And those, they all have written, full written captions. So all 15 of those have fully written captions with scientific references and everything. It's a huge, huge benefit and it only costs $29 a month. And if you get the annual membership, it's even cheaper. But anyway, that's my plug. I'll probably do it at the end of every episode. If you don't want to listen to it, that's fine. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. That is episode number two. Can't wait for you uh, to give me your feedback on it. I got great feedback on episode number one. Have a great one. Help your clients become their best self. Thank you so much, guys.